This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is episode 15 with five-star man, Neil Kennedy. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to On Purpose. My name's Justin Barclay, reformed radio shock jock turned inspiration junkie. Each week we bring you extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes living their daily lives, turning pain into purpose, finding opportunity in the obstacles, and transforming tragedy into triumph. What separates them from the others? How do they stand out above the crowd? We dissect their process and uncover their powerful secrets, the keys to living life on purpose. It's a great interview for you today. Neil Kennedy, author of The Five-Star Man, leader of the Five-Star Man movement, joins us to talk about what that means and the five different key areas that can unbelievably lead to a life on purpose. We'll get to him next, but... First, I just want to thank somebody for leaving a five-star rating and a review on our iTunes and the podcast. By the way, this really helps us out. It helps us get the word out about the show and spread it around because if you rate us, we end up jumping up the charts on the iTunes list and people can find us and discover us more, which is what we're all about here, building this awesome community. And we appreciate your help. You head on over to iTunes right now. You can leave a rating We'd love five stars and a review. And if you do, leave your name, uh, Twitter or Facebook, or maybe you've got a blog or a podcast. I would love to make sure that I give you credit so that you're promoted on this show, building a community here. This is something that I'm all about, and uh, I would love to send some folks your way. So let me give credit where credit is due to my good friend Eric Holkren, Polymath and Vine, polymathandvine.com, five-star review, and he says, I have been waiting for this podcast for a long time. Absolutely worth the wait. Great stuff. And thank you, Eric, for leaving that. By the way, not only is he at polymathandvine.com, but you can find his uh, podcasts there as well. He's been a guest on the show. He's actually interviewed me. So, yeah, I'll give you credit, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, another great podcast of his. Everything is marketing. So there you go. Look him up and uh, send him a rating, too. I think he'd, he'd love that. So let's get to it. Neil Kennedy is ready to rock with us today as we start this episode of On Purpose. Neil, welcome to the show. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Thank you, Justin. You know, um, one of the things that, you know, it's a major theme with our show, obviously, with the title being like, such as it is on purpose. Uh, I got to say, man, you know, f- f- reading your book and, uh, you know, as, as you look at what you're doing, Neil, with the movement that you put together, um, five star man, uh, I, I really, I mean, I, I'm, I guess I'm floored by how much of the, the, the thought of doing things, with intentionality and how we can live a life that is intentional and on purpose 
and how that that can simple tweaks, simple little things that we can do in our life uh, can make such a big difference. So, I, you know, it's really interesting. I'm, I, I love what you're doing. and I'm, I'm just I'm thrilled to have you on to talk about it. Where did all of this start for you, man? Well, you know, uh, the story of a man's life, uh, you know, every every season and every step leading to um, to where you are today. You know, obviously that that requires a biography. But the reality is um, the last few years I've been very focused on speaking to men uh, about the purposes that you know, God placed within them. And obviously, you know, we're creationists. We're not evolutionists. We, we believe that God, you know, designed us uh, intellectually on purpose. And, you know, finding that purpose and obviously loving your show on purpose, I mean, that's what we're actually speaking to. Finding that purpose was actually a pretty difficult thing for me because I wasn't raised under my father. He left our house when I was five years of age. Mm -hmm. I wasn't raised um, by a man that um, demonstrated purpose in life. Uh, There was all types of abuse and alcoholism and and uh, sexual um, adulteries and things. And so as a child, I saw all of this mess. And, of course, you know, the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing and expecting different results. Mm -hmm. So I knew from the very foundation of my young adulthood that I was going to have to do something different or I was going to get the same Results, And so I began a track of trying to live my life on purpose. But it wasn't until a few years ago that I really dug into finding out the actual purposes that God placed within every man. And since then, I've been speaking directly toward that. When was it? Because, you know, reading your book, I, I get, you know, you get glimpses of of your childhood and kind of how things came to be and you talk about that story and in the in the store where you got that Reese's peanut butter cup and mm-hmm. and, and you know I mean it's really it gives you a little bit of a window into what that was like when did you kind when did it really start to hit you um that that these things were um you know with your the, the way you were living you know, your your mom's single mom and, and dad calls and says, you know, we're not going to be mom and I aren't going to be living together anymore. When did the I mean, as a child, you're pretty young. How old were you at, when you when you get that phone call? Well, yeah, I was five years of age. And, and so, you know, uh, immediately at five years of age, um, having that announcement, of course, at that age, you don't know. You don't you don't know what the word divorce means, and mm-hmm. you certainly don't understand the dynamics of adultery and why my mother married a former friend of my father, and 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 then all of a sudden this man, this this stranger, comes into my life and begins to control my appetite by mm-hmm. uh, by that Reese's uh, peanut butter cup, and and you know amazingly uh, that is a simple little. Um, episode that he probably wouldn't remember, but it had a profound impact on 
upon me. Sure. And I've seen I've seen that happen in other people's lives. I've seen it happen with men speaking, um, making, you know, a flippant comment over their daughter and triggering a, a disease, anorexia or bulimia in their lives. And, and I've seen the devastation of that kind of flippant um, speak. And the problem is, is, you know, he what he didn't do that on purpose, but that that directed me, you know, in a way and and out of that and out of that growing uh, process coming to, you know, the knowledge of Jesus Christ and in my personal life. But even even after that, not knowing what my purpose was as a man, even after being married, raising three children, then all of a sudden on a plane to Tulsa, Oklahoma, to uh, to speak with a company for 24 hours, um, uh, literally diving into and realizing at that moment that the purposes of a man, as Proverbs says, Solomon uh, draws this out in Proverbs 20, verse 5. He says, the purposes of a man are deep waters, and a man of understanding draws them out. Now, um, that still doesn't tell you the purposes, but all of God's word is amazingly um, deep. And if you'll spend some time looking at it, you'll find the, the, the secrets. And and I, I'm not trying to be preachy here, but the fact of the matter is God is not keeping secrets from us. He's keeping secrets for us. And if we'll dig beyond the surface of something, we'll find the answer. And um, so the word man in that verse is ish. It's the Hebrew word ish, and ish means masculine male as opposed to woman. And uh, so we speak to the masculinity of the male, but there are five categories of purpose within every man. The adventurous spirit, the entrepreneurial drive, gallant relationships. He wants to be faithful in his character, in his conduct, and he wants to leave a legacy. He wants to have a philanthropic cause. So it's more than a than success. It's about significance. Success may be, you know, gaining what you've always dreamed of, but significance is contributing what you were able to do in your lifetime to better humanity. So um, those five purposes are there in every man. Finding understanding of those purposes all of a sudden gives us the parameters of purpose. And the uh, parameters of purpose is kind of like the curbs that keep you out of the ditches of life. And and I've discovered that most men um, are simply distracted mm-hmm. and they're distracted by their appetites and uh, they're, they're distracted by uh, what someone else has envisioned for their life. And they become indentured mm-hmm. servants mm-hmm. to someone else's vision. I want to I want to continue with this but i i gotta go back because what you said earlier uh, it's still sitting with me and, and it kind of kind of haunting but how important is or are our words and what we speak you know and and you just said you know this 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 little moment had a, a profound effect on you and 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 it happens every day where people are affected um and, and and also, how does that contrast with this crazy, 
you know, uh, the way things are today where everything's very politically correct and people are walking on eggshells, there seems to be um, two extremes mm-hmm. right now where, where you have people that will just say anything that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And then you have the folks who just, like I said, they're the walking on eggshells. And I think most people are probably right in the middle. You know, we, we, we're good people. We don't want to offend people. We don't want to uh, hurt people's feelings. We want to do the right things. But, but we, we kind of find ourselves torn in, in this little battle right now between, between the two extremes. How important are those words? Well, I'm a believer in, you know, speaking words on purpose and with purpose. Um, if, if we're going to be people of purpose, then obviously our words have to align with our directional intent. And so um, it's being authentic. It's being truthful. What we're dealing with today is this overwhelming, um, this overwhelming strategy of using language and the art of lying, which is called mendacity, to persuade people away from uh, what they may want to you know, do in life. Uh, you know, the, the art of lying or choosing language to persuade someone into a deceptive process is, I think, an incredibly insidious evil. And people that choose to do that, whether they're politicians or even false prophets or, you know, preachers or salesmen or, you know, it, it, you know, we can we can easily go toward the politics because, you know, they're the ones that's on TV and they're sure. showing their hypocrisy. But what about the what about the businessman who doesn't speak the truth and uses the art of deception in order to make the deal better for himself. Mm. Well, Proverbs speaks, you know, clearly to that, that, uh, that unjust, um, business arrangement has a result Mm -hmm. and it literally comes with a curse if you treat people with dishonest scales. Mm. And so, you know, unfortunately, we kind of brush that off mm-hmm. and just go after the politics of it. But but really, there's a, a delusion all through our society. And what, what we're trying to do is speak to men to understand, guys, uh, you, you need to understand these purposes and deal with them in every area of your life, including business, including in your in your relationship with your wife and your children, and of course in your relationship with God. Let's let's be authentic. What what does it really mean to be an authentic man? And uh, being honest and truthful, purposeful with our words is extremely important. You know, everything is is really holistically anyway, and it, it it is all connected. And um, it's interesting uh, to hear you say that because, you know, I think about people who, and I I, seem like they see this more and more nowadays, but it it might just be me noticing it. But we have this ability to compartmentalize things where it's easy to justify 
certain behavior or certain things um, because we can separate. We can say, well, this is over here instead of seeing it all as part of the, the, the entirety and, and the whole and the big picture. So the dishonest businessman or the politician who's just saying, you know, whatever needs to be said in order to move the people um, to, to the ends justify the means. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it, it, there is this sort of um, this ability to do this because, you know, because we're not dealing with the whole picture. Where, where, where do you think we got off track that- there? Justin, I think you're right. I it, let, let's, you know, um, <laughs> the interconnectivity of who we are as men. It, you know, all of the purpose interconnect, but then we all interconnect, mm-hmm. and the entire world is is connected. And there's individuality, but there's also uh, community. Sure. Now. Obviously, um, you know, some people have taken this and they develop new age theology and around it. But but think about this. Um, Andy Andrews, a great author and, mm-hmm. and friend of mine, um, you know, talks about the butterfly effect of, you know, a butterfly flapping its wings all of a sudden, you know, uh, somehow creates a current of wind that affects uh, the world. Mm-hmm. Well, the the reality is, if I'm going to be authentic to who I am, then every person that I meet is going to have some type of impact from my life, and mm-hmm. my and all of a sudden our story becomes interconnected. You and I, we're having an, uh, a conversation, but that conversation is being heard by people that we may or may not ever actually meet, but our words, speaking again on purpose and and for purpose, our words have the possibility of a connection and an effect and creating a current and an atmosphere in someone else's life. I mean, this is this is really how intertwined we are. Think think about this. And I don't want to pick on the man, but I don't know of any. My hobby, sport of choice, has been golf. I haven't played as much lately, but um, uh, a few years ago, I was really getting into it. But uh, one of the greatest golfers, I some have argued the greatest golfer, you know, that has lived is Tiger Woods. I, I would, I would leave that up to the debate of people that that want to debate that. But the fact of the matter is. As good as he was on the golf course, the the lack of integrity in his home mm. and in his relationship with a wife, his wife, had a profound impact upon his physical body yeah. and upon his conditioning and upon his performance in his on his job and in his work. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's going to happen with a guy hitting a golf ball around a field. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that going to have an impact on a man that is leading a company? Mm-hmm. Isn't that going to have an impact on the on the small businessman, the entrepreneur that's trying to build a business, or a man leading a corporation, or a man in the Oval Office leading a nation? Mm-hmm. There is an interconnectivity. What Bill Clinton did in the Oval Office mandated under the um, 
the uh, really, let's say, the ordination of being president of the United States had a direct impact upon this nation and the youths of this nation where that one man with his words redefined what sexual relationship historically has been understood. And the repercussion of that was integrated down into the culture of the young people, Mm -hmm. teenagers and preteens of this nation. And now we're getting the collateral of that. Whether whether people are a fan of Bill Clinton or not, I don't. That's not the point. The point is, a man chose to redefine by his words, and the interconnectivity of his actions has had a profound effect on us all. Wow, and you're right. This butterfly effect, um, it does. It 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 really it makes you think about. Every single action or every single thought, your behavior, what you do, and who you are. And I know in the last four years, uh, I've completely revamped and I'm still working on my life. But, you know, the difference is, is that in the last four years since I lost my dream job that, uh, you know, I I tell that story that it eventually turned into a nightmare. And, uh, you know, I had climbed the ladder of quote-unquote success and had what I thought, you know, was, uh, I was, you know, reaching the pinnacle of that. But I had this opportunity to kind of start all over. And I I don't think that up until that point that I really was um, living on purpose. I don't think I really was. I think what you said earlier about being distracted, I think I was distracted by multiple different things. What's interesting is I I feel like that was the best day of my life, the the day I was given the opportunity to to start from scratch and to see um, a couple of different things, how life should be lived, but also to be able to take a breath and ask that question. Okay, I'm I'm 30, I guess at the time I was 32. What the heck am I supposed to be doing? You know, like, why am I here? What is this all about? And I got to tell you, Neil, like up until that point, I lived an amazing life. I worked 20 years in radio like that. That was all I had done since I was in high school. I'd seen things, done things, talked to people, you know, that people only dream of in their in, in their throughout their entire lives. I'd done that in the in the little time that I'd spent. Right. Just doing what I love to do. I'm thankful for it, but at the same time, I had this peace when I walked away from that because I knew that there was something better. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know what it was, and for for the last few you know few years, I'll tell you, I have just been seeking it. I've been on that search, mm-hmm. and um, well, you know, one of the one of the things that I tell men all the time is that the greatest temptation in our life is comfort. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's that place where we get to a measure of success where we think that, OK, if I get to this point, I'm going to be able to have what I'm actually desiring to have in my life. And the reality is. You know, sometimes we get to that point fairly early. I did that as well. I I got to a, I got to a place of of extreme comfort yeah. early in my life, early in my career, and I looked around and I realized, wait a minute, is this it? 
<laughs> is 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 yeah. is this what I am willing to live the rest of my life for? Yeah. And that's a dangerous question because we're seduced by the sofa. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, it is comfortable. I, I, I'm telling guys all the time: whatever you do, don't buy, don't buy uh, any chair that that titles you to be lazy. <laughs> you know, and you don't be a lazy boy. Uh-huh. I mean. This is a this is a moment you are called to be out on the field of contest. Uh, biblically, there's a great example of this when David, um, you know, the historic great king of Israel, uh, he was anointed to be king of Israel following uh, the disobedience of Saul, and he enlisted into the protection of Saul in in the military won every battle that he ever fought. They even sang songs. The number one iTunes uh, <laughs> of that time was uh, Saul has killed his thousands, David's his tens of thousands. Mm. And so, you know, what, what does a paranoid and jealous leader do but try to kill his replacement? And so David has to, um, man, you're talking about getting fired and getting driven out of the boardroom. <laughs> Um, he threw a salt through a spear at David, and David had to go to a cave of Adullam. And what's interesting is the cave of Adullam means justice for people. And I, I find it amazing because the Bible says that 400 in debt, discontent, and dissatisfied men gathered around David in the cave of Adullam, and he became their leader. What's, what's really interesting is everyone in that cave was there because of injustice. Hmm. Talk about justice. I mean, that, that's a big move right now. Everyone's talking about social justice. Well, 400 in-debt, discontent, dissatisfied men gathered around David. How many, I mean, Justin, you know that had to be a room of a lot of uh, encouragement. Yeah. I mean, I've been around just a few of those people, and it can get, it can get heavy. But here's what's interesting. A prophet comes up. His name is Gad, and he comes up to David, and he says, you, you, you're going to have to leave this cave. You must leave this cave. Here's what here's what's happened to a lot of men, especially in our time, is we've retreated into the the seduction of the sofa, the comfort of the couch, the man cave, <laughs> the man cave. Yeah. There you go. The man cave into to the point where we're not engaging. We're not standing up to fight. Yeah. And the reality is you you will never fulfill your purpose sitting on the couch playing fantasy games. Yeah. You, you got to get out. You got to fight. And I believe it's a cowardly generation that will not fight the foe that would one day enslave or even behead our children. Mm-hmm. So it's time for us as men in our culture. And, you know, I speak primarily to men, but, you know, obviously, uh, you know, uh, women and Young people are involved, but I'm speaking speak right now to men. It's time for men to step up and either step up and be the man or he's going to shrink back into obscurity. But the reality is there there's, I believe, a movement of men that are saying, you know what? We're going to live on purpose. We're going to speak to purpose and we're going to live this thing out with purpose in mind. So it's a movement and it's underway. What exactly is a five-star man? And what do those five passions mean? How can they help you live a better life, a life on purpose? We'll unveil those coming up in just a second and more with Neil Kennedy. 
If you want to join our VIP, by the way, all access newsletter where you can literally get dozens of tips and tricks how you can live your life on purpose, build a business, a blog, brand, something that just makes you and your heart sing. Go to justinbarclay.com. You can put in your name and your email address or just text us 44222, my name, Justin, to 44222, and I will set you up. I'm going to send you something really cool right away in your mail. Uh, it's going to ask for your email address. Just shoot it over and you're in. This is On Purpose. On, purpose. On the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. This is a show on MSNBC called With All Due Respect. There has been a lot of spin about this issue from both sides. So to frame the question before us, we thought we'd call in the lead singer of the 90s rock band, Spin Doctors. There's been a lot of spin in relation to the campaign, so they thought they'd bring on the lead singer of the Spin Doctors. Yeah, that's it. That's it, folks. I'm, uh, He's I'm a out. spin doctor. The morning blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday mornings, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. On purpose on the Blaze Radio Network. Back with Neil Kennedy and Five Star Man. We're talking about the Five Star Man movement. What are the five passions? The thing that I noticed when I was reading this, Neil, is that it's kind of like each one of these is kind of like a wheel, you know, another spoke on a wheel. And if one is off, then, you know, your wheel's not going to work right. It's kind of going to wobble. So, these are really unique and, and quite interesting. Can we walk through what these look like? Well, the first one is, um, again, the word ish can be categorized. And by the way, the word five-star man, sometimes people think that's the ranking of a man's uh, or manhood of the male. But it's, it's really not the ranking of the male. It's identifying um, each of those purposes and amazingly, you can put all of the purposes of a man in those five categories. Adventure spirit, meaning that every one of us is is built for the, the adventure. There's something in our DNA, our makeup, that calls us out into the field of contest. Mm-hmm. It could be a football field. It could be a baseball field. It could be golf. Or it could be a battlefield. But the fact of the matter is that that's where men relate. Men relate shoulder to shoulder facing a challenge together. And so when we're on that field of contest, there's something about that that draws us as men courage, this incredible ability to risk everything. And um, so that adventure spirit is amazingly uh, strong for us. And that's really what helps drive the second one, and that is to be an entrepreneur. And God, I believe, gave each of us, and I really believe this. This is a deep, deep conviction that I have, that every man has within himself his own economy. Mm-hmm. That you are not relying upon what someone else does. You're relying upon the gift that you define, you you find that you you have within you. You sharpen that gift. You draw upon that gift. And literally, men will come to you 
and want to make an exchange Mm -hmm. simply because that gift isn't accessible to someone else unless you draw it out. For example, you look at the the resources of the earth. The resources of the earth are on deposit. And by the procreativity nature of man, we have the ability to find those resources, draw them out, and manipulate, not, well, that's a, maybe not the best word, but let's see, use cultivate those resources in order to be a benefit to us. For example, oil, coal, electricity, you harness what the earth is, even water. Yeah. Water is, is incredibly destructive if it's not channeled. But if it's channeled, we can manipulate it to our advantage. The same way with oil, coal, electricity, wind, mm-hmm. every, solar, everything else. And there's so much more that we haven't even yet discovered yet. But I believe God is wise enough to put on deposit within the creation more than enough resources than all of his creation needs. There's abundance here. And so we're not running out of resources. We just haven't discovered what we need. And so the same way with man. Man is this unique being made of dirt, but God's breath lives within him. And if we look beneath the surface of something, we'll find what God has already placed within him. And I don't believe that you can fully, I think you can find some of it, but I don't think you can fully discover what God placed there without being in connectivity with your source. Mm -hmm. For example, if you take the fish out of the sea, it dies. If you uproot a tree out of the soil, it dies. Mm -hmm. And if you remove God out of man, he dies. And so we'll never know our potential unless we're connected to our source. Now, this is very important as an entrepreneur because you've got this procreativity nature of you wanting to start a business, wanting to do something, take an idea Mm -hmm. and cultivate it to become a tangible tangible product that you want millions of people Mm -hmm. to want to make an exchange with you. Uh, And that's the nature of being entrepreneurial. Uh, the word entrepreneurial being a French word meaning really to procreate. It means to, you know, create. And so, um, you know, that purpose is there. The, the adventure spirit is interconnected with that, giving the entrepreneur the ability to take risks. And that's a little bit different. Well, it's not a little bit different. It's a huge difference between being a risk taker entrepreneur and a, an indentured servant saying, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to use all of the gifting that God gave me and I'm going to exchange it for salary, Mm -hmm. put whatever minimum wage or even the, you know, I don't care how much zero, how many zeros you put at the end of it. If, you know, if if all you're doing is exchanging it, then you're indentured to some degree. You know, going back to what you were saying, when it come when you talk about this entrepreneurial spirit, and uh, it really is interesting about having our own economy because I'm, I'm reminded by that quote that says, "If we worried more about what was going on in our house than the White House, 
then things would be all right. Or, you know, I'm paraphrasing that. But it kind of really does start with that, doesn't it? It starts with what's going on in your own house and being able to take responsibility for everything from, you know, uh, feeding, bringing the, you know, bring, if you want to say bringing home the baking, you know, bringing the food home, you know, killing it and bringing it back. Uh, or you know you can you can put you can put that in terms of just just the overall spirit or or, or the the mindset of of the the house and and how people act. Well, you're using the metaphor of a house, so let's even talk about a room in the house, and as I call it, the closet principle. It's the things that are hidden. I believe is what moves you publicly, hmm. and so um, if I don't take care of what no one else sees then eventually that's going to be exposed. Yeah. Um, if, if I don't take care of, you know, my relationships, if I don't take care of my business, if whatever, whatever I'm trying to hide is really what's going to be exposed. Well, that can be the negative or it can be the positive. So um, it's saying, talking about taking care of our house, um, if you really want to know the character of a person, uh, what what do people uh, admit to doing when they go to someone's apartment or house? They what do they do? They when they go to the restroom, <laughs> they open what? They always open up the medicine cabinet. And that's there not you me. go because I do that. <laughs> there's so many secrets in the medicine cabinet, right? Right, right. And so that is the closet principle. Mm-hmm. And if that's not in order, it exposes so much. Mm. And so what we need to do, first of all, is focus on our own closets, you know, uh, open up the drawer and say, okay, why is this cluttered? Mm -hmm. Okay, if I want to create order in my life, and I've told people this many, many times, if if you want order in your life, Start cleaning your closet. I just did it. You know, it's so funny. I, j- I literally just did this every time. I've done this multiple times, and I've actually started making it a a, a very intentional, again, on purpose thing that I that I'm I, every quarter. I set to go and I look like I just looked in my closet and say, "Is there anything in here that I haven't worn?" in you know a few years or whatever it is right and i looked and i pulled some things out and there's things that i'm holding on to or there's things that are caught you know just why am i holding on to this why is it causing clutter and and here's the other thing that i that i came to grips with too is why am i hoarding this when somebody else would get better when i can bless someone else with this yeah when somebody else would get better use of you know, shirts and shoes and things that I hadn't worn, and some of the stuff new. What, what do you, what you consider as um, trash? Yeah, someone else may consider a treasure. Absolutely. And so, um, here's another part of the closet principle: is um, you can't have in your life what you don't make room for. Yeah, that's true. So, for example. The, the woman that's complaining about not having anything to wear, I mean, if she pulls one dress out out from the, you know, the the compact closet that she has, you know, it'll all spring out. I mean, you've seen the closet so oh, yeah. full that mm-hmm. if, if she, re- she removes one hanger, <laughs> it's all going to come apart. The reality is, uh, if we... 
we can't have in our life what we don't have room for. Yeah. And so, okay, let's go one one step beyond just quarterly cleaning your closet. Mm-hmm. What would happen in your life if when you enter the day and when you exit the day, if you are intentionally making decisions to have order to fulfill your purpose? Yeah. So, for example, you, you come home and you throw a shirt down. Okay, and the question is, did you create order or cause disorder by that action? <laughs> and you're gonna, somebody's going to pick it up. Somebody's going to have to pick that up. Yeah. So why not just deal with it at that moment? Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're talking about living on purpose. Yeah. What would happen if we would... Think of purpose all the way down to that level of living. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden you're going to find that you have you have more time on your hand. Yeah. For example, kind of zoning out, just watching television. Yeah. What What would happen in the thirty minutes or an hour that you've invested into someone else's reality show, which is <laughs> has no actual reality to it? Mm-hmm. What would happen if you spent that time in developing relationship with your wife or uh, your children instead of just saying, I'm just too tired and I I just need to relax? Doc, you need to find a different way of dealing with that. And it's your life, man. And we're creationists. Let's be let's be procreative. In every word and everything that we do, if we're going to be living on purpose. You know, Neil, when you say that we're creationists and you, we either create our own order or disorder, it's funny because one of the biggest things that I think helped me make this shift and transition in my life was understanding that when I said, you know, I had this dream job that turned into a nightmare, and there's so many different things that happened, but talking about how I had to accept the responsibility for my role in in all of it. And it's very, it, you know, people, it's a hard thing to do. People don't want to, to, to realize that we, we have this free will. And, uh, you know, I had to say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm responsible for some of this. Uh, and, I realized this was the good news of it, that if I was responsible for creating some of that chaos, that I could be responsible for creating some of the order on the on the flip side of it. That's a great way of saying it. That's I mean, the reality is, um, you know, a lot of times we start living in a fantasy and we start thinking that. Um, we're just living this thing out almost like a movie script mm-hmm. that we wrote um, or we kind of forecasted without the involvement of our creator. And um, on the other hand, you have people that say, well, um, he he wrote the script and I'm just everything happens for a reason. Well, <laughs> if you're going to live that way, then, you know, uh, it, it's not it's not fate 
uh, that we're living by. It's faith that we're living by. Mm. And and so, case uh, sera, sera, whatever it will be, will be. Forget that theology. That that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Because I wake up in the morning and I choose to make my bed. Yeah. You know, no one else. You know, the the world spinning. And taking trips around the sun is not going to make my bed, and it's not going to design my life. And God has given us uh, the freedom to make decisions, and I've learned that men make plans, but God's purpose prevails. So that means that I want to live by his purposes. And if and if I choose plans that are not in line with God's purposes, then I'll enter into confusion. So I want to live the purpose of God through my life as a man, as a man uh, over the appetites of my body. My purpose dictates my appetites. My appetites determine my emotions rather than my emotions dictate, you know, giving me uncontrolled appetites and my appetites perverting my purpose. So I want to live according to, to God's purpose for my life as a man personally, as a husband faithfully to my wife as a father to my children and as someone who leaves a legacy for my grandchildren and so with all of this comes this intentionality to wake up in the morning and say this is my life i'm going to pursue it on purpose and i'm going to do it with god's help and at the end of my days i want to be able to say uh, okay, I've done well. Uh, I I want to be able to um, to hear my children speak to their children. We serve the God of my Father because of the life that He's been able to live. So we've only made it through a couple so far with Neil Kennedy of the five different passions with Five Star Man. What are the rest? We're going to get to those plus. I really want to find out if somebody's listening right now and they they're kind of stuck, you know, um, they're trying to figure out what does this all mean? What is it all about? They're trying to find their purpose. Uh, for me, it was radio for many years. Now it's a little different. I want to talk about that next, Neil. How can they? By the way, if you'd love to win one of Neil's books, I'll give you a pick of the many that he's written. Just text the number four four. Two two two. That's four four two two two, and text in five star to the number four four two two two. Now that's all one word: F I V E S T A R. Five star to four four two two two. Send us your email, and then you'll automatically be in the running to win one of Neil's books. Five star man, you pick. Good luck. This is on purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. They all fall in behind Hillary, uh, like last night on television. But, you know, I, I mean, with that, this was to be expected and factored in. I don't like it. You oughtn't like it. But it is what it is. And the funny thing is that despite all of those media advantages and prejudices, Hillary's going to lose. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Justin Barclay back with Neil Kennedy, author of Five Star Man. Well, it's all I ever wanted to do 
right, was be on the radio ever since I was a kid. That was it. Until about four years ago, my dream job had turned into a nightmare and it was time to start over. I didn't necessarily know exactly what I wanted, but I knew what I didn't want. And on top of that, Neil, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know really where life was going to take me, but I knew that there was reason why I was where I was. I knew there was a purpose and I had a feeling, a knowing it was faith that something bigger was coming. So what do you say to people who are trying to figure out that purpose? Because it wasn't all sunshine, rainbows and kittens and puppies, right? (laughs) There were some dark days. What do you say to people who are in the middle of that? And can you give them some encouragement? How do they find their purpose? Well, you know, what's interesting is, you know, uh, let's go back to to you discovering that your dream, your motivation was you wanted you wanted to do radio. But there's there's something more to that. In other words, you want to use your voice to speak, to entertain, but also more likely to encourage and empower listeners. Sure. Okay. Well, radio is a is a means to that, but it's not the only means to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's so many more opportunities to be able to do that, to be able to speak to people's lives. And so, if you uh, got to that pl- that dream job, you said. And then that clo- that door became closed. Yeah. I, I I say often that a closed door is a leading, not a threat to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so if the door closes, that means that there is something bigger, better, a greater opportunity. I just have to be able to look through the crisis to find it. Yeah. Going back to our example of David, David, David saw Goliath as an opportunity, while everyone else saw him purely as a threat yeah and so yeah there was the risk he was drawn out on the field of contest but he was entrepreneurial because he said what would be done for the man who takes out this giant well you're going to get great wealth tax freedom that's really good (laughs) and you get to marry the pampered princess well okay now he's stepping into the third purpose of a man is to be gallant and every man wants to have that viable relationship with the princess and um, and so David, David saw, wait a minute, I've been anointed to be king. If I take out the giant, I get to marry the princess, which gives me the access to the throne to fulfill what God spoke over my life. Hmm. So all of a sudden, this giant doesn't look like a threat any longer. Now he looks like, oh, I can take this on. Yeah. What everyone else has refused to do, if I will do this... All, all of the th- purposes of God gets to be fulfilled in my life. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to be faithful to him because I'm a man of covenant. And he just dis- he described Goliath as a man without covenant by by saying that he was an uncircumcised Philistine. So I'm going to be faithful to my calling. That's the fourth purpose of a man is to be faithful. So we got adventurous. We have entrepreneurial. We have gallant. Now we have faithful. And the last one is to leave a legacy. Well, amazingly, David, by killing Goliath, set in motion 
the idea of the Israelites that they were giant killers. Mm. So much so that David's nephew killed Goliath's brother. And so all of a sudden wow. now he's leaving a legacy so that others can follow and do great things. And I believe a great man always celebrates when other people do greater things. Sure. And so here, here David, in one simple little setting, fulfills all of the five star man passions, adventure spirit, entrepreneurial drive, gallant relationships, faithful in character, and philanthropic in a cause. Remember what David said, is there not a cause? Mm-hmm. And he, so he leaves a legacy with that. So that's what we're talking about. And, and there's men out there. There's people out there listening, men or women. There's, there, you're, you're, you're at a place where maybe life kicked you in the teeth. Maybe, maybe uh, someone just walked out of your marriage. Some, maybe you just lost your, your dream job. Maybe you have a situation with your health. Whatever the case is, you're not going to win this by just going to the couch and being a victim. Yeah. And don't allow someone else to victimize you and make money off of your hurt. Don't allow other people to pull you in and suck you into their indentured victimhood. And that's what's happening right now in our political culture yeah. on both sides of the aisle. Hmm. You've got both sides saying we're a victim. This Someone has done this, and this is the yeah. only way we can resolve it, and you're my enemy. We're talking about brothers, and we're, we're talking about fellow citizens in this nation. Mm-hmm. Then we're not the enemy, and we're not the victims. We have a great country. We have great people in this country, and we need to we need to we need to step up and like you, like you said earlier, we need to clean our own closets, mm-hmm. clean our own house. And let let uh, let someone else, you know, get in that White House. And I'm praying for the person that goes in there that they will be intentional with their words and purposeful with their life. Do you think, or do you know Neil and, and maybe the, because I you know, understand that you know you, you're studying this and this is something that you've read and read and read. You know, I read through and I read, uh, but not as much as you did. Did David, do you, did he have any fear? Was there any doubt at any point? Cause I know when we talk about what we're going through in our lives and entrepreneurs or somebody that wants to write a book or somebody that thinks they want to start a blog or any of these things, right. You know, that they know that there's something yeah. that they're supposed to do. Oftentimes they'll have doubts. So they'll have that voice inside their back of their head there and the imposter syndrome. Was, was there any of that with David? Well, he says there was in Psalm 57, he says, have mercy on me. He said, I'll take refuge in the shadow of your wings. He said, until disaster has passed. And he says, I cry out to God who fulfills his purpose for me. And he'll send from heaven and save me and rebuke those who hotly pursue me. He said, I'm in the midst of lions, ravenous beasts with teeth are spears and arrows whose tongues are sharp swords. I mean, people were speaking sharply against him. 
But then he says, awaken my heart, uh, my soul. He says, my heart is steadfast. Awaken my soul. So David certainly had to encourage himself. And by the way, that psalm was written when he was in that cave of Adullam that we talked about earlier. Mm. It's interesting. It's not like Hollywood. David wasn't cowering in fear against Goliath. Um, he was bold and, and extremely self-confident, self-assured when he faced Goliath. The only time that David faced uh, depression that I saw I, that I see is one when the man that he was serving faithfully tried to spear him against mm-hmm. the wall, and that's when he wrote this psalm that I just referred to, Psalm fifty-seven. But he also faced some some um, depression when the men that he built up from those those four hundred in debt, discontent, dissatisfied men became the mighty men of David. At one time, all of their belongings and their wives, their children had been kidnapped, and all their belongings had been taken. Those same men that David had built up out of nothing all of a sudden now had possessions and they wanted to stone David. Hmm. So once again, David had to encourage himself and the Lord. And then there was a time that he stopped going to the field of contest. And the Bible says when kings went to war, David stayed at home and he wandered on his balcony. I call it the balcony of boredom. And that's really where a lot of men are living. Most men that, that I deal with, and I deal with, as you know, I deal with hundreds of men each week. And uh, most of the men that I deal with are bored. Mm. I, I ask them in, in public audiences, how many of you are bored? And Justin, 80% of the room will raise their hand. Mm. Think about that. 80% of the room, they're just bored. Mm. And it's, it's just amazing. And so we've got to get back out on the field of contest. Last week I was in Oklahoma City, and an 84-year-old man invited me to take a ride in his car. We walked out in the parking lot, got in a red Viper, <laughs> and um, 2015 Viper, and 84 years old. And we got out on a, on a uh, bypass, and it was, it was on a Saturday morning. No, no, no traffic was out there. And within seconds, he popped it up to 115 miles an hour. Wow. Now, think about this. I'm, I, I'm sitting in the car with an 84-year-old man in a 2000 and, and uh, what was it, 2015 Viper. You got to be adventurous to be able to, to go along with him. <laughs> Not only do you have to be adventurous, think about how optimistic he is. Yeah. <laughs> he bought a 2015. Viper, yeah, yeah. and he's eighty four. I mean, that's when most people are getting their uh, their driver's license taken away. Yeah, and and he pops up to one hundred fifteen. You know what? I I think okay, that's the kind of man I want to be. I want to be a man at eighty four years of age. He drag races every Friday night. He has a drag uh, a, uh, a car that he built up to drag race. Wow, and he, and he wins most of his races. Okay, that's the kind of guy I want to be. I have heard time and time again, when people have purpose, they have a reason to live, a will to live, that life not only lasts longer for them, but it's more fulfilling. And that's powerful. What do you think that is? And Neil, how can you find that? How can you tap into it? Really, where does that come from? Author of Five Star Man, Neil Kennedy, uh, will continue. Plus, give you another shot to win Neil's book right after this.
By the way, become a VIP member, all access with the free newsletter. Literally dozens of ways you can find how to get freedom in your life and live life on purpose, whether it's building a blog, a brand, a business, whatever it is. Maybe you want to write a book. Tap in at justinbarclay.com or text Justin to 44222. It'll ask for your email address and, of course, send that back and you're in. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Elementary school forces students to cross-dress for LGBT week. Yay! Principal just said, uh, I didn't know about the cross-dressing thing. Sorry. Uh, you know, but I think students need to learn about the prejudice of society against this group of people. This group of people is about negative two. No editorializing. Just stories that make you go, huh. The Jeff Fisher Show. Saturday morning, 6 to 8 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Ordinary heroes walk among us every day. These are their stories. On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. So what is it that keeps people going, makes life a little bit better, makes you live longer and have a more fulfilled life? I know you were just telling us, Neil Kennedy, author of Five Star Man, on with us now about this, this, this man, this older gentleman who lives this amazing life, drag racing and all these crazy things at such an advanced age. And I got to tell you, my my wife, her grandmother's like, I think she's 89 here this month, 89 years old. And she's moving. She's a spitfire. She keeps going, uh, always looking forward to the next uh, big thing. And uh, there's something about having purpose in your life. Not only does it make life better, but. It seems to keep people living longer. What do you think the key is, Neil, and how do you kind of find that thing that fuels the fire? Really, the question is, and I know I know we're coming into a landing here, but maybe I can just say this to the audience is what at what point in your life do you decide that it's just no longer it's no longer time for you to be on the field? Mm-hmm. I just don't believe retirement is a biblical concept. Yeah. And and my thing is God created you with a purpose. At what point in your life do you decide that you're not you're no longer going to fulfill that? Mm-hmm. I know we've made David kind of the theme example of this of this talk. Uh even at the end of his days, David was making plans for the temple of the Lord and storing resources and treasury for that temple to be built so so much wealth being stored up because simply david was motivated to get the god that he experienced when he was a young shepherd boy in that pasture uh when he was isolated at night looking at the stars protecting his father's sheep he had an encounter with God with such intimacy that his entire life was motivated to build a place for God's presence to be among men. And even though he wasn't going to be there to enjoy it, he would build a place 
so that the presence of God would be among his brothers. Mm. That's isn't that really what it's all about? And and at the end of his days, even when he was an older man and weak in his physical body, his heart was still wanting to get the presence of God close to men. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe there's some guys out there right now that just simply, you know, that somehow have stumbled onto this and maybe were attracted to your title on purpose. And maybe they've just been dealt with that incredible blow of I don't know what now. Well, maybe maybe that door was closed to give you a leading to the bigger and better door. So um, I, I hope that our conversation has been encouraging, and I hope that our words have been uh, very intentional and on purpose for you. Neil, what can what can people do if you know if they want to? Maybe they want to find out more. Maybe they want to learn more about how they can live each day and in in each of these ways uh, yeah on purpose yeah well, fivestarman.com and we spell that out it's always uh, it's the three words compounded fivestarman.com there's a lot of articles there it's uh, a lot of encouragement there but we also have a daily champion that we deliver to your tablet every day that really encourages. We have thousands of men that receive this every day. It's called the Daily Champion. It's just about a, I don't know, three to five minute devotional type thing, I, I, motivational, whatever you want to call it. But uh, we, we kind of speak to these purposes. And uh, then the movement of authentic manhood, which we call Five Star Man, is gaining uh, ground every every week. We're we're in cities all across America and other countries now, Central America, South America, Chile, Brazil, and others. And so um, uh, there's a lot of opportunity out there. But we're we're not. It's not just my voice. It's the voice of multi, a multitude of men who are speaking concerning authentic manhood to this culture that we need men again. It's it's really interesting that a feminist. A radical feminist, um, Emil Paglia, said, what you're seeing is how civilization commits suicide, uh, speaking about the loss of manhood in our time. And what's amazing is she is a radical, radical feminist. Uh, Camille Paglia said that this is, this is how society commits suicide. So what, we, what we're wanting to do is encourage men to step back up to being um, – in the proper role of purpose, of manhood, masculinity, true masculinity, not the not the uh, foolish extremes that we see. It really is interesting, especially when you look back at some of the things that we talked about, how we are as a society and as a, as a nation, as a people, how we are so distracted. We're pulled in so many different ways. And that's a, that's by design, too. And if we are distracted, if we are off purpose, then we can we cannot accomplish what it is that we're supposed to be doing here. If, if you if you believe that there is that like I do, like you do, Neil, but we we never will be able to and you'll never find happiness. You, you never find that true joy. And I can tell you that when I was my most unhappy and most depressed in during the times of my life, it was because I was not living that way. I wasn't in tune with it, and I was not um, 
I wasn't seeking it. You, you know, a man that is focused on his purposes does not have time for trivial pursuits. Hmm. And so as, as you wake up in the morning and you're focused on your purpose, then, man, all this other stuff, it, it, it doesn't matter. You know, I believe our nemesis has incredible tools. One is deception. Sure, he can deceive us, and, and simple-minded people are very destructive, and they, they're easily deceived. Okay, but, but even people that are not easily deceived can be often distracted. And so that's his second tool. Either deception or distraction, either way he wins. Mm. It's, it's an art form. Um, you know, uh, politi- uh, political maneuvering, uh, there's, there's many times intentional distractions to keep you from be- seeing what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. It's happening bef- before our eyes. It, mm-hmm. You know, as a, as a student and as an observer, my name's, you know, my last name's Kennedy, so the last thing I need to do <laughs> is get involved in politics. But <laughs> the reality is, um, we got to be smart about this stuff and understand that we're, you know, it's your life, man. It's your life. Live it on purpose. Hmm. Hey, uh, I notice Neil, and, and and I know we need to wrap up here, um, but l- let me let me ask you what we've talked about this. I know that part of, for me, part of starting my day uh, and having living that life on purpose is really is kind of glued in with the, the beginning of the day. Any tips or, or, you know, hints for people that, that want to, that, that want to start their day, right? What, what, what do you recommend? Well, let me say it this way. Habits are the seeds of purpose that you sow daily. Mm. So, Man, if I'm ever going to say anything worth tweeting, that's a tweetable. I like that. <laughs> um, habits are the seeds of purpose on daily. So what I want to do is I want to I want to intentionally create habits that are going to sow the seeds of accomplishing my purpose. And so that needs to happen on a daily basis to the point where it's no longer a habit. It's it's now a muscle memory. It's it's a reflection of who I am. It's just the way I operate. Uh, just for a real example, earlier I talked about throwing your shirt down and not having intentionality behind it. You know, I'm naturally not a man of order, and yet I've created that to where now I have muscle memory that I can't function without order now. And where before, I, you know, I, I would have been considered a slob. The same way with anything else um, in your life. You, you plan your day, uh, have a vision toward it, go directionally toward that. Uh, I tell men uh, that, it, you know, if you, if you don't have a vision that, that's driving you, then the world's going to give you a fantasy to chase. And so... Mm. I, I want to plan my day. I want to wake up, schedule it out so that I am a steward of my minutes. And, Justin, here's – man, if I can just get real practical for a moment. Um, if, if a person will say, okay, how much am I actually worth? What's my hourly wage? Mm-hmm. Okay, if you will, if you will determine that. And then live as 
intentional as the wage that you want to make, Mm -hmm. do you know that you will you will make that wage? Mm. If you say I'm a minimum wage person, then that's exactly what this world is going to pay you. Mm. But if you say, no, 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 I'm worth way more than that, then um, that's exactly what the world's going to going to pay you. I mean, I know, for example, I know what this last hour actually is worth. I know what I know what this conversation has actually been worth financially in my world. And I've made an investment. That's not arrogance. That's just saying that, you know, this hour, any other hour of the day would be worth, you know, this determined amount of money. If you don't know that answer, then you you're not you're not being a good steward of your life. Mm-hmm. So determine what that is and say, okay, what is that amount? And figure that out. Now that's a hard thing. It's harder to do it than what I just said. But if you'll figure that out, that's why, for example, if somebody calls me and says, Hey, I want an hour of your time. I'm not just I'm not just you know thinking an hour. I'm thinking about the cost mm-hmm. of what that hour is actually going to be. Mm-hmm. So, it, for them, it may be minimum wage, but for me, it, it may be what they make in a week. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, used to I know. I just don't. I just don't. I'm not not at liberty to tell you. I used to be real frivolous. Uh, with my time and I, I, I as as the time goes further further along I have been more and more intentional and I know what you mean when it comes to uh, when it comes to hey can I have an hour of your time no <laughs> no you can't have it yeah, you can't have. I'll invest it and I think that's a great point because there's so much going on here you're investing uh, to come and, and talk with us and I'm investing to be here with you. And, and then the folks that are whoever's listening to this right now, you've invested your time. And now to really make it yield, um, we got some great action steps and some really uh, some really good things in here. By the way, I know you've written several books. Uh, uh, Neil, which which one or where should where should someone start if they're just starting off with you? Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, I. I all of my books I, I would recommend or I wouldn't have written them. So they're like, they're like kids. <laughs> um, you know, Seven Laws Which Govern Increase in Order is is a is a just an absolute foundational to understanding some of the things that we've been talking about. Five Star Man, the Five Passions of Authentic Manhood. The Centurion Principle is a game changer for men understanding how they have authority in their life. God's currency is incredible for entrepreneurs. Speaking the Father's blessing is. Uh, an absolute tool for fathers knowing what to speak and say over their children and and others so uh yeah and maybe what the reason i talked about david so much is i have a book coming out called leave the cave and kill something so and it's all about david and so uh I love so that. anyway yeah go to amazon barnes and noble any of them that they uh, they are a five-star man I'm going to put together a package of, of your books, too, and we'll give it away to, to somebody that's listening uh, today. So, Cool. Hey, hey, man, I really appreciate this, Neil. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. And, and uh, man, I, I just uh, I know somebody listening 
is going to hear this and it's going to make a big difference. So I, I really appreciate you for that. Hey, thanks for having me, Justin. And I, I just speak blessing over your, over your work and what you're doing and, and the growth of on purpose. I think, I think what you're doing, raising your voice to speak to this is vital in our time. And thank you for inviting me on your show. Thanks again to Neil Kennedy, and thank you for listening. Be a part of this community, this movement, to live life on purpose. I hope you find Five Star Man or any other of uh, Neil's books to be a helpful resource. Matter of fact, if you'd like to win one of those books, Five Star Man or even the new one that Neil's talking about, would love to set you up. All you have to do is text in the word Five Star that's all one word, F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R, to the number 44222. You'll automatically be added to our VIP all-access free email list, plus the newsletter. And you're also going to uh, be in running automatically to win one of those awesome books. Maybe even all of them from Neil. Maybe we could work that out. How cool would that be? All right, listen, uh, again, thank you as always. Leave us a rating and a review. We'd love a five-star, just like Neil, right? Five-star rating and a review on iTunes. You can go to justinbarclay.com slash podcast to reach that directly or just use your podcast app here and go there. That would be awesome. It does help us get the word out, and we would really appreciate being able to spread and grow this movement. If you have enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend. That's how we grow, right? Word of mouth. If you love a restaurant, if you love the, a great movie, you're going to share it with somebody you know and love, right? Thanks again, and cheers to you. Until next time, cheers to your life on purpose. <laughs>